0: What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. We are back. We are studying Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6 through 7. So if you haven't checked it out yet, man, go ahead, stop the tape, read it, come back, we'll answer the four questions. If you have, let's jump on into it. So last episode, we talked about following the calling that God has called us to and that this mystery that Paul has been revealed was that Jew and Gentiles are together both one. And so that is actually what he is about to say now. He's just going to define the um, mystery that God has revealed to him. But we knew what that was because he said he talked about it a little before, that. and that what he talked about was that we were called, and that God did this before the foundations of the earth, that we were separated from Christ as Gentiles, but God made us together with God through Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and so now he's going to make that explicit in this part of the letter. So let's go ahead and see what it says in verse 6 and verse 7. It says, Gentiles are co-heirs, co-body, and co-partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. He says, and then he goes and explains that he is a servant of this gospel because God has given him this gift uh, of grace through a powerful working of his power so uh, that's just the amazing thing about what god does is that he made what could have been understood as very different higher classes statuses of people and he said he made them both co that means equal footing and the in the uh, calling so they're both equally called now into this body of god that uh, this body of christ that God has called them to. Also, that they are also uh, co body They are all a member of one people. Now they may have different functions and different actions, but they are all a part and essential to the body. And then finally it says that they are partakers of the promise. And so that means, man, all the things that God has promised, that is what we have in Christ. And it is all done by the gospel. That is the death, the resurrection, Uh, and the ascension of Jesus Christ, that it is through him that all of us who believe can be part of this community, this new kingdom of God and family and love and honor, the one true God. So that's a a beautiful thing, man, that this happens and we are a part of it. That's the mystery is because it's not before been thought of that we would be equal footing with uh, uh, the Jews in this uh, respect or regard to being a people of God. But that was what the plan was, and it has been revealed through Christ Jesus. So what is this saying about God then? Well, it's saying that he's a gracious gift giver, because why does he need to do this? He doesn't, man, but he does. And not only why does he need to do this, but why would he give it to Paul, the man Paul? because Paul, man, was a persecutor of the church. He was one who uh, did uh, uh, vile things to the people who proclaimed this gospel in the first place. Yet God has uh, allowed him to be a part of this. And we're going to see this a little bit further as we continue to read the text in our next episode. But man, it says it's a gracious gift that God had given him. And it was a powerful working. So we also see that God is powerful, man. It says He did this powerful work through His power. God had God is able. <laughs> well, I like to say a song uh, you sing back in the days: is "God is able, man." And that was w- truly what is Paul is saying right now: is that the reason that that Gentiles and Jews could have this status together is because God is able to do it, and He did it. What do we see about man? It says that we are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. There is uh, uh, um, Paul says in other parts of scripture where in, in other letters that he's written that there's no Jew, no, no Gentile, no, no slave, no free, no male, no female. He says that we are all equal status in the eyes of God. Now that doesn't take away the functions that we have. Again, we are called to this as a unity, not as a not in uniformity but a unity. That means diverse things coming together in order to create one thing. And that's also the symbol of a body. A body is not one thing. There are different systems in the body that come together and work together in order to have the, the purpose of maintaining the body and the head is in control, which is Jesus Christ. And so yes, we still have our identities in those uh, um, other areas of our lives, whether it be a race or gender or or whatever, but the those things all fall and crumble. They tear apart, they disintegrate in the very most important, which is that we are in Christ. That is our true identity. The other things are important and valuable because they help us to achieve the things that as we are members of Christ to do, they help us to achieve those things as members of Christ. But being in Christ, that is our true identity because he has called us from this darkness and He's brought us to this marvelous light. So how can we apply these things to our lives? How can we see these truths? Well, let's look at others in the body of Christ as our very own selves because we are one with them, man. That means they are a part of us. They are who we care for. That's They are members of us. They are members of me. They are members of you. And so because of that, man, we should see them as us, that, that they are our arms. They are our legs. They are our feet. They are our hands, as, as Paul alludes to. And actually, he doesn't allude. He outright says it in 1 Corinthians, man. And so I think that's one thing that we can see. Is So that means we should honor and respect those in the family. They are co-heirs. That means that they are partakers as well in all the things that God has promised us. And so let's love our family, people. Let's love our family. I'll see you guys in the next episode.